Hello, you utterly amazing person. Welcome to Nourish Your Wellbeing with Becky of BB Holistic Therapy. In today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about excuses. Something we all do every single day, make an excuse or a reason of why we can't do something, why we can't make something, or why you can't prioritise you. Now, I wanted to talk about this because it's something that has come up in conversation an awful lot with my clients recently. Knowing that many of them keep making excuses or reasons why they can't prioritise their well-being. And I have a lot of friends as well who keep talking to me. Oh, you know, you're making such good changes. You're so dedicated. Oh, maybe I should do this. And oh, maybe I should make a change here. And it's the same dialogue. So we keep having the same conversation, but nothing's changing. Particularly (laughs) for some friends of mine. So I felt it was quite prudent to talk about why we make excuses and actually how those excuses are really impacting our health and well-being. So, excuses. How many have you got? Do you know there's been some research that's been done that reveals on average that we make about six excuses every day. So over a year, over 2,000 excuses to validate our decisions. And when we start to unpick it, The most common reasons we give excuses is down to time. I'm not good enough. There's anxiety about failing. Or that reason that timing, that just timing isn't right. You know, and we've talked about before how, you know, if we all wait for our ducks to be in a row, oh, then I can make a difference. Then I can work on my well-being. But actually, we all know there is never a right time. We've got to stop making the excuses if we want to make a change. And we don't want to let later become never. So often reasons around this are that we're super creative with excuses. We're, if you like, we want to get away from any difficulty or something that might cause us fear or anxiety. Or maybe it's deeper than that. Maybe you're someone who is just lazy. You know, don't take that harshly. There's a huge chunk of us in our society that are incredibly lazy and just can't be bothered. But we want to see a difference, yet you've got to put the work in. So many of us can procrastinate. I've been guilty of that in the past. You know, (laughs) always find an excuse to avoid something. But at the deeper heart of it is the the not wanting to commit. But if you're not going to commit, then how do you ever change? And the more excuses you use, the harder it will be to get it done. And it becomes your new reality. You're afraid to try or you're just too lazy. So does that resonate with you? Are you someone who makes excuses out of fear and comfort? And, you know, I I get that. I get that there are times where we want to make excuses to protect ourselves, to nurture our self-care and our self-well-being, particularly if we've overstretched and overcommitted in social activities. I get that. But 
when we break down the layers, okay, that's one side of protecting your well-being. But what I'm talking about in this episode is those excuses you make to stop prioritizing you. Maybe they come from a lack of goals or a lack of motivation. And it can be quite hard, can't it, to focus on well, how, how do we even go about making goals? How, you know, you might have a wish list of where you see yourself and where you want to be. But it seems so far away that you don't even know where to start or how to get there. I understand that. I've been that person. I've been there. But what makes the difference is you shifting your mindset to start ditching those excuses and empowering yourself to know that you can and will do these things. Because when you do, you'll feel better, you'll feel happier, you'll feel healthier, and your well-being will thrive. Now, goals don't have to be big. They don't have to be unachievable. It's about being realistic when we set goals. And goals mean all sorts of different things to different people. Like for me, my goal is to continuously work on my well-being. I mean, I could put my goals that, you know, I want to lose loads of weight. I want to be the fittest that I can be. Uh, You know, I want to be a size whatnot. You know, I could do all those things. But actually for me, it's about my well-being. And my goal is that I prioritise myself every day. And that comes way above everyone else and everything else. Because I know when I do that, I feel so much better. I'm a much happier and healthier person. So it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think sometimes when we want to shift to make a change, we make it into this big mountain. or We put a brick wall in front of ourselves saying, oh, there's just so many reasons why I can't do this. I I can't make time for myself because I have to look after the children. I can't make time for myself because work is so stressful. I can't make time for myself because I'm too stretched in other directions. There's always a reason. There's always an excuse. And when is that narrative going to change? When are you going to give yourself that permission to know how worthy you are of prioritising you? And giving yourself that permission to put yourself first and carve out that time for your well-being. So don't, you know, over-stress, over-analyse what goals you want to achieve. It's great to have visions of what you'd like to get to, but what's going to happen when you get to that goal? Are you just suddenly going to stop? Probably not. Because when you make shifts and change to nurture your health and your well-being, then you see an improvement in your life and how you're feeling. And therefore, in that respect, there isn't an end goal. So it gets quite complex to work it out. And I would stress not to try and overanalyze it. And if you're someone who needs my help and my support, then drop me a message. Let's connect. But another reason why we tend to make excuses is our lack of motivation. Yes, you can sit there and, you know, you can imagine the conversation, can't you? Sit, sat with your friends, having a coffee and a catch up and you'd be saying, oh, yeah, I really, I want to make a change. I want to make 
a difference. But you're lost. You can't see how to start because it's so big and you've made it something that's so big that therefore the motivation struggles to come through. And that's the biggest thing, you know, I see with my clients and friends and family that, you know, they just want this magic wand. They want to change overnight and they just want it instantly. But actually when you prioritise your well-being, when you prioritise you, it has to be something you consistently work on every single day. There's no magic pill. There's no magic solution. It takes hard work. It takes patience. It takes kindness to yourself. And it takes that motivation for you to put yourself first. Now, some of the other common reasons are down to procrastination and laziness. And I think I really relate to that. You know, sometimes in the past when I've had like a big project that I've needed to do, I dread sort of starting it because I don't know where to start. And that's really funny, isn't it? And I think I, I, I notice it with, for example, students I've been supervising with their dissertations and they make every excuse under the sun to stop or, or not even start working on their dissertation because they've made it into such a big thing that they don't know where to start. But actually, when you break it down into sections, it gets easier, it gets more manageable, and therefore it's more achievable. And that's exactly how it translates into looking after your well-being. It's bite-sized chunks, focusing on little things to work on every single day that makes a difference. Now, the other challenge is around laziness. And it's something I think we all suffer from from time to time. And there's nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong with having like downtime, relaxation, and just giving yourself that permission to relax. I 100% get that and support that. What I'm talking about is the laziness that you know you need to make a change, but quite frankly, you just can't be bothered. You cannot fathom the energy to put into making a difference to your well-being. And so you'll just let time tick by. And within that, you'll see an impact on your fitness. You'll see an impact on your health. You'll see an impact on your diet. You'll see an impact on your well-being and your mental health. And you'll also see an impact on your relationships, your sleep. You know, the, the list just goes on, really. And you might be one of those people who are like a complete phone addict. Like technology like is wonderful and it has so many advantages, but it's a real sucker of your time and your energy. And I know clients and, you know, friends and family who are just addicted to their phones. And some of them will wake up in the morning, they'll be straight on their phone and they'll be on their phone for a good couple of hours before they get up. Then they go for their day, they do their work, they come home, they're straight on their phones. And so many of my clients tell me that their husbands are like this, their partners are like this. And I think a lot of them find it quite frustrating. But I guess from the other side of perspective, that's their way of switching off, of engaging in another world that's not connecting with work. But within that, what they're doing is really damaging to their health and well-being and having an impact on the relationships around them. And the hard thing is, I think sometimes, is when people recognise that they need to make that shift, 
but they won't make the change. And like we've talked about before, is you are the sole owner of your health and well-being. It is only you who can make the difference. It is only you who can prioritise yourself over everyone else. It is only you who can nurture your nutrition. It is only you who can prioritise your movement. And it's only you who can carve out that relaxation time and rest to supercharge your well-being. And when you start to realise that, this magic starts to happen and you become happier, you become healthier and your well-being is just truly nourished. Now, another reason we often make excuses is about comparison to others and something in our digital age is tough you know and I see it I've seen my daughter make comparisons I know I've done it in the past and it's really interesting isn't it how you change over time and sometimes a number of us are still guilty of making that comparison or worrying about what other people think about them And do you know what? At the end of the day, we've all got our stuff going on. I'm not bothered, really, what other people are doing. I don't necessarily care. Well, I do care, but like, I I don't worry about what other people think of me. What I concern myself with is making sure that I do everything I can to nurture myself because then I know that I can look after myself better, I can look after my children better, my husband better and we have a happier life. So yeah, most of you will know if you follow me on socials and things that I've been doing the Couch to 5k at the moment and I'm, I'm not a fast runner, I'm like a plodder. You know, children could run faster than I do and I don't worry about that. I go out for runs and sometimes I have a whole host of people who overtake me who are almost like sprinting. Now, part of me when I'm running could think, oh no, I really am hopeless at this running. There's no way I'm going to be able to be as fast as that. I should just give up. Now that you might be someone who thinks in that mindset and I used to be someone who thought like that, but I don't anymore because I'm just like, oh yay, go them. And I'm like, I'm still here. I'm owning it. I'm moving. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. And that's what keeps me going. And actually what I found more recently is I just smile and I wave at everyone. They're like, yay, you're nearly there. And we cheer each other on. And that's quite lovely, isn't it? It really is empowering and wonderful. But I think it's too easy to compare yourself to others. And actually, we're all different. We all have a different genetic makeup. We all have different upbringings and backgrounds. We all have uh, different ways in how we live our lives and how we structure our work and home life balance. So actually, why punish yourself by comparing yourself to someone else who probably lives their life completely differently to how you do? So shake it off. Don't worry about it. And within that, just get rid of that self-doubt. I know it sounds easy to say because it's something that where you can just really internalise and you can go round and round in circles. 
thinking you're not capable or questioning your reasons for doing something. But if you commit yourself and know that you will become healthier and happier and improve your well-being, then make the change. Because when you start to do things, then you see the difference. I appreciate that there is so much pressure on us in the modern world and because we're constantly tapped in to things that are going on around us, whether it's our WhatsApp messages, whether it's emails, whether it's the news reports of what's going on, whether it's like, if you're a mum like me, then the the mum admin is insane, let alone clubs and then thinking about what you're going to eat each day, shopping, household chores, washing, the list just goes on and on and on. So I get that it becomes all too consuming sometimes. And therefore, it's much easier for us to make an excuse, those six excuses every day. Now, I wonder when you're listening to this, how many excuses you've already made today? Have a little think about that. Maybe it will make you chuckle that you've made loads. Or maybe you're someone who actually hasn't made any. And if you haven't, then whoop, I'll give you a high five. Well done you. But the essence really of what I'm trying to say is that it's time we ditch the excuses. If you are someone who wants to supercharge their well-being, if you're someone who wants to be happy and healthy and to be ultimately the best version of yourself, then let's talk through some top tips to ditching those excuses and enabling you to be the best of you. Firstly, you need to embrace the fear. I get that when you want to make a change or a shift, it can be really, really scary. I've been there. I understand. I hear you and I see you. But actually, a little bit of fear is good for us. Yes, when we want to improve our fitness and our movement, it might get uncomfortable. It might make us feel really sweaty and grubby and just a bit ugh. Actually, when you come out the other side of that, your endorphins will be pumping and you will feel incredible. So don't let that fear control you. Embrace it and just keep seeing what you can do. Don't overthink it, right? Secondly, don't overthink. If we question things too much, then comes in the doubt, then comes in the less likelihood that we will make a change. So commit yourself. Let's not compare ourselves to others. It's really unhealthy. We are all so vastly different. Yes, we have wonderful connections, but focus on you, your goals, your journey, your prioritization of your well-being. No matter where anyone else is with theirs, you are all that matters. Next, you need to change your habits. I've talked about habits in a previous episode. So if you're someone who needs to unpick those a bit more, then go and take a dive into that episode. Changing our habits is one of the keys to unlocking the potential of our well-being. 
And all of us at some point in our life has got into bad habits. I've done it. I've done it with overeating. I've done it with suffering from burnout and stress. I've done it by being that person who has been lazy and not moved my body enough. Okay. There has to be a shift. There has to be a change. And you are the one who can do that. Next, you need to stay realistic. If you're going to say to yourself, oh, do you know what? I'm going to run the London Marathon. Great. Great to have a really big goal. But if you're someone who's never run before and you want to just jump straight into it, then you might almost be setting yourself up to fail before you even start. So you need to start smaller. So if you're someone who wanted to do that, then for me, my recommendation would be, one, you read up and research about running. Two, you start with the couch to 5k. Let that be your first goal and then build up from there. Okay, so staying realistic because if you stay realistic, it's more achievable. You're more likely to commit and make the changes and then you'll ditch the excuses. Whereas if you make it too big too soon, the excuses will just flood in and it will become too much. And I think lastly, probably in some ways, the most important top tip I have about making excuses is to stop blaming others. We're very good at that as humans, that we can quite easily put our blame on others as while we're not looking after ourselves. Oh, it's because of my children. Oh, it's because of work. Oh, it's because of my partner, my husband, my wife. Oh, it's because it's just too hard. Well, actually, the hardest thing is just starting. And when you start and you make a commitment and you ditch those excuses and you take that responsibility and you take that action, your mindset will thrive. You'll see a shift in your energy. And who doesn't want more of that? I know I do. And I honestly cannot say enough that the more I prioritise myself, the better I feel. I get that it's really hard and some days, yes, I'm not going to lie, I wake up and I go, oh, I can't be bothered to move, I'm really tired of this and that. You know, I can hear those excuses come in, but I quickly change that narrative because if we change the narrative we're telling ourselves, you'll see a shift and a change in your well-being. Life is tough and life is hard, but life's for living. And we live every single day. You only die once, but you live every day. So start ditching those excuses. Embrace your well-being. Be realistic. Start to change those habits. Shake off the comparison and the overthinking. And embrace that fear. Take ownership and responsibility. But most importantly, take action and see how your well-being will thrive. Thank you as always for taking the time to listen to my podcast, Nourish Your Wellbeing with Becky. It is lovely to have you here and to know that my words, my advice and my tips are inspiring you to be the best version of yourself. 
if you would like to work with me connect with me then head to my website bbholistictherapy.com and pop me a message through there or head to my socials and find me on instagram or facebook at bbholistictherapy and share what has inspired you